John, thank you so much for um, for joining me. I realise that um, every time we talk about race and racism, um, it's a really big issue, isn't it? And um, it's an issue that we are being more and more reminded that this is not just an American thing, that this is prevalent in the UK right. as well. Um, but every time we ask um, people to come and share their stories, that it that it's costly. So thank you for, for being here um, and uh, being willing to to tell us um, about uh, your experience and um, in a way that hopefully will, will help us um, to learn. Let me ask you, how how are you doing? There is so much stuff at the moment in the media, mm. um, everything from uh, the Meghan and Harry interview of Oprah to um, Richard, um, Uncle mm. Waji, who went missing, um, and just the shootings in America. How how are you doing? How do those things affect you? It's a roller coaster, um, and you go through ups and downs. And I think, yeah, you go through guilt sometimes as well. You sort of you're hurt more by the things that you relate to, and then you sometimes distance up, distance yourself from things that you don't know about, maybe it'd be easier just not to to think too much about that. It's true that um, the US is very unique and deep and, you know, serious problems, but so do we and so does everywhere. It's just unique and different um, everywhere. Um, and they've all got their own different flavours. The, the, you know, the Harry and Meghan thing and everything around that is um, twofold for me. There's um, the interview and the content of the interview, which is kind of um, sort of and incident allegations, and I don't really know who really knows. I'm not really sure. Yeah, we don't know. Do we? And yeah, I don't. I don't. Mm. So I don't. I don't let that consume me. Mm. Um, but what is really interesting is the, uh, particularly in the UK, the media response to that, the public discourse, the quality of the discourse, and the journalism. So I think we can learn a lot about ourselves from there. There's a lot of good stuff and a lot of bad stuff. Um, one really interesting slash funny slash upsetting thing that happened was um these two youtubers who are like pranksters and i don't i don't condone what they do i don't know what else they do but what was interesting was them interviewing these um um royal journalists and people that follow the royal family and so on i'm, I'm, I'm sure yeah uh, they didn't paint themselves in the best of lights because they basically provided a response to the Harry and Meghan interview without having seen the interview. It hadn't been aired yet, it hadn't been showed. And so to them, Meghan was a liar and all that. So to me, whether she's or isn't, actually there's a, um, an ambition there for, like, for agenda and for conjecture and not an ambition for truth, um, which is what, what we all need. Um, so I've pretty much avoided Facebook since I joined it like 12, 13 years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But it has been really interesting to go on and upsetting in the last year. Um, but it's it's kind of generally it's clickbaity, um, yeah, conjecture, hyperbole, like it's just all a bit of a, a shame. And I think some of the people that are really writing deep and good stuff just aren't really getting heard in the noise. I think that's um, a bit of a bit of a disaster that we can work on. Um, <clears throat> With um, uh, Richard Okiregi, I think um, this is one of those things that his, his body was found in Epping Forest, which is obviously tra tragic. That's near where, where I'm from, so it sort of had a, it hit home a little harder. Mm. Um, again, we don't know what's happened there, but there is that part of me that thinks, you know, the, the, 
the young black male population is such a tiny proportion of this country, but it just seems to keep coming up. It just seems to keep being people that sort of maybe look like me or maybe look a little bit like me. And that should, I know everybody or lots of people think that's a tragedy. It's not just because, you know, it's not just because I'm black that I think that's a, um, a tragedy. So, we'll, you, know, you know, hopefully we learn more about what's happened there and what's going on. Um, there's lots of rumors, I think, People are talking about things like drugs and so on. So I guess there's there's more conversation now, which has been really good. Um, I'd be fascinated to see a parallel universe where maybe we weren't in a pandemic and there was more news. Would we still talk about it? But I think I think it's just good that we are we are talking about it. But um, you know, there's, there's so much that's in our hands with the journalism thing. You know, we can choose how we fund journalism to some extent. We can choose what we read and what we click on. Um, we could, if if you know, we can choose what we put in our bodies. If we're going to put certain drugs in our bodies, you know, let's think about where they come from and what's what that's driving um, and, and the impacts that has further up the line. So it's like, it's this constant um, yay, nay, where I'm like, great that we're hearing about it and talking about it more, but gosh, it's such a shame that it's still happening. Um, police shootings in the States as well as other countries, basically police brutality is is flat it's as bad now as it was a year ago as it was two years ago but crime overall is down mainly because of the pandemic so it's it's like we're not learning from that and um so i just pray for you know leaders and and um particularly in the in the police and particularly in the states but certainly other places that maybe we can look to address things like that better and better um the journalism thing like it, it keeps being called the George Floyd trial, um, and he's not on trial, obviously, but it, again, it's just that this is how we're gonna do things, this is how we're gonna grab attention, and it just gives people the wrong idea and, and the wrong thoughts. Um, so there's lots of um, really, really good stuff out there and stuff that really excites me, which we'll probably come on to in a bit, but um, I guess I'm conscious that in my although I've had um, difficulties and problems because of my race, I think in my, in my sort of semi-privileged lifestyle, um, or whatever you want to call it, um, that th there, are, there are lives still being lost. There's still livelihoods um, being lost. And I just think maybe, maybe we'll look back at 2020, 2021, as particularly in the UK, as the year that we better got to know ourselves and better understood where we are. And there will always be disagreements about, um, you know, there's this report that's come out, right, sort of commissioned by the government and stuff, and there's always gonna be different viewpoints and arguments about where people got their data from and how they, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I think in terms of the real nitty gritty, the day-to-day -day life and all of that, I think my sense is that more and more people um, um, are thinking and feeling the way that, that Adrian was describing just now about himself. Thank you. Thank you for kind of giving us an, an insight um, just into how these things that often seem might seem like they're far away and actually, you know, just being reported on the news actually really do um, have personal personal effect and, and ring true. So thank thank you for for sharing again. Um do tell us though, what makes you hopeful? Um, what are the things that, um, yeah, as Adrian was saying about um, 
being this uh, diverse church that it's in our mandate from Christ to mm. um, be people, to be a place and a people where everybody is welcome. What makes you hopeful that that is um, not just idealism, <laughs> um, but actually is, uh, yeah, is, is, is real and possible. Mm-hmm. Because as you say, the mandate has always been there in black and white. It's like, it's recognizing that and um, gripping that and, and, um, putting it into practice. I think that um, um, I've been in the corporate world for like nine, 10 years, um, been in church my, my whole life. I think I've heard lots of words um, over the years and good intention as well. Um, but as I say, I think we, yeah, we're be- better getting to know ourselves now. And I think it's just so good to see real action as well. And I guess, like, you know, there aren't, there aren't too many people that have the real um, privileged position where they can really change the country on their own. There are very, very few people that can really have that sort of um, influence. Um, and maybe that's not what we need. I think it's just really exciting that, yeah, we've got community leaders um, of faith and not of faith and, and, and you know, movements and charities and things um, that are doing, doing the best that they can. Um, prayer has always been, um, prayer has always been something that, um, it's kept me going. Um, even when you're really frustrated, you know, I get a sense of peace that that there's trajectory. And um, even even before um, George Floyd was murdered and things changed a lot in the narrative last year, I, I just had a sense that things were were starting to shift even before before that. Um, and God reminded me in prayer that He's sovereign, that I can put my trust in Him. It's not on me to change loads of stuff and I guess that that comes you know into a lot of what Adrian said about um about the Holy Spirit and 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 the Holy Spirit going before us and that love entering us really us being able to radiate emit something that is much bigger than ourselves much more than we could offer just as just as ourselves and that's um super exciting because I need that as well in my um my wading through all of this and I'm learning to listen more to people and to consider other cultures and other, other thinking. I think there's now um, an excitement about um, more of an excitement and a more of an awareness of what it means to be made in God's image and, and, and things not being the other way around, you know, us kind of just bouncing back an image of what, of what we look like. And um, yes, there's real value in understanding that, um, you know, God isn't white or he's not English or he's not American or whatever. Um, and, um, you know, I've had the real um, privilege to go to one church that was run by a white English man and then after that run by a black African man. And it was really interesting to see um, not necessarily everything change overnight, but just people seeing, hearing, listening and doing things in a slightly, slightly different way. Um, and he was an elder before that. So I know, I know they were learning a lot from each other in, in the run-up to that. Um, being part of this church has been a huge and wonderful um, thing. There's lots of people that are really um, eager to partner with me, um, with the three guys we mentioned earlier who were doing the, the Let's Talk About Race thing. Um, I know our PCC are super supportive of lots of that we're doing. So. You're now on the PCC. I wasn't going to say, well, yeah. yeah. So the people that, that are on PCC yeah. but aren't me are really supportive. <laughs> Hopefully it's coming across yeah. that I'm supportive. Yeah, good point. Um, 
you and Adrian have been fantastic. Um, and, um, you know, in the lead up to Let's Talk About Race, that event we did last year, in the lead up to this and other things we've been working on, you know, you guys aren't just, you're doing more than enabling, you've really got alongside those of us that are involved in these things. So massive thank you to the, to the, to the two of you. Um, and the really unexpected um, reactions to that event last year, people sort of writing to me and or grabbing me and, 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 and saying, um, well, they wouldn't have grabbed me because we were still wearing masks and stuff back then, but you know, so to speak, they were, they were, they were getting my attention and just saying how grateful they were to, to, to hear something, how perhaps they, their eyes were open maybe, and they, there were things they weren't aware of. And that just really, as you say, there is a cost to doing these things, but when people <laughs> respond like that, you do realize, okay, it's an opportunity as well. And, um, it's not about me. It's the, it's about the grand God's God's big vision. It's about it's about um, what His plan is for the church and also for for the world, of course. Um, so that massively keeps me going as well. Um, I am interested in legislation. Let's not talk about that too much tonight. But things have moved in the right direction for the last fifty, sixty years, and actually now there's maybe another springboard and another push um, to help things as well. That benefits everyone because when we start to look at marginalised groups and um, how we want to make our society equal, we tend to lift groups up together. That just tends to be the way that it is. Um, um, studies and commentaries on um, women in the workplace, for example, you know, I think there was sort of lots of criticism, particularly in the 80s and 90s, of, well, you've got lots of women in your company or lots of ethnic minorities, but what about in your head office, if you're maybe a national, you know, what about your um, management? What about your board? This is more than just about, um, ticking a box or feeling like you've, you've, you know, you've got, you've hit the quota or, or whatever it might be. It's, it's actually being ambitious to be better <clears throat> and um, recognizing that having those women on your board, not only have skills and qualifications in their own right and, and, and same for an ethnic minority, for example, but just also by having a mixture of men and women and by having a mixture of people that look differently and have different backgrounds um, it's not just about color you know somebody that's in your business that's the same color of you but has grown up in a different country they offer something as well um, so we're now sort of backing up maybe what lots of people knew but with kind of real um, research and an understanding of sort of what humans are we can't always trust what we think so you know what Adrian's saying about um, um, perhaps being attracted more to people that you know look like us and sound like us perfectly sort of normal um when i was 18 i was in beijing in the summer for whatever reason the first thing i wanted to do was go to an english bar what is wrong with me like what what makes you want to do i met a famous hollywood actor in that bar anyway um <laughs> another evening <laughs> yeah anyway so i don't i don't know how long i've been answering uh this question for but um point I'm getting at is that yeah, there's real, there's real um, value, I think, in, in, in seeking what's different. In other words, despite it being a command and despite it kind of um, being Jesus' vision, it's also something that's useful for society. It's good for us as well, um, regardless of what our, what our faith might be. Um, one thing that happened um, in the last few months was a work colleague of mine who we talk about lots of things, but not race, not racism. Um, he happens to be white. He's actually the person I work probably the most closest with. And he just called me out of the blue and said, 
um, my mother is clearing out her house and we're selling it and we found this um, gollywog doll job. Obviously she knew she had it, but she forgot that it was there and so on. And he said, I just wonder what your thoughts are on that. She needs to raise money. We're considering selling it, but it's not something that we agree with. What do, and I, So I was quite blown away that someone I like do spreadsheets and contracts with suddenly calls me about this gollywog that his mother has owned. And I won't, I won't bore you with that whole conversation. I actually don't think that's too important because my view on that will be different from someone else's and someone else's. But I said to him, I just love that you asked me. Thank you so much for asking me. Um, thank you so much that um, you're listening to me and you, and, you, know, you, you want to know um, um, what, what, what my thoughts are. Um, he did decide to give his mum the money that... Um, she would have got perhaps for selling it, but then they decided to destroy it. Um, but um, it, so, yeah, we have a different worldview on lots of different things, um, but that really blew me away. And I just wonder whether he would have done that, say, in 2019. And maybe that's the hope that we have that things um, have moved forward in terms of the conversation. Cool. Thank you, John. I was listening to the interview of Andrew from, from this morning, and one of the things he said um, was that he hopes that we, in the next... Uh, over the next couple of weeks and months as we keep looking into race and racism at church that we would become bolder mm. I think um, uh, to kind of face up to these issues but also to ask questions of, of each other and not to worry about asking the wrong question and I think that's really like so exemplified in that um, conversation with your with your colleague actually the boldness just to say oh what do you think about this um, and to listen and to hear so and just to reassure people, I just think it's really, really... I can tell you from perhaps being asked maybe a thousand questions in my life about this sort of thing is that it's really, really difficult to offend somebody that looks like me if they know your heart is in the, in, in the right place. You can't really say the wrong thing, I think. And don't be too worried about saying the, the, the wrong thing. And bear in mind that I will also sometimes say the wrong thing. So we're all like just working through this um, together. Um, what, what, what about you in terms of the media and your observations of the last, say, year? I'm going to answer quickly because I want people to go home remembering what you've said and not what I've said. Um, I, I have felt increasingly um, appreciative of our community here mm. and being in conversation with um, people like you and our um, the race and racism group that we've been working together with for the past drip material um, because it has enabled me to be bolder mm. um, and to ask the questions that I have previously worried about asking. Um, I also feel like I've just got to know um, you guys so much better. Um, and as Adrian said, like I've been richer for it. I've, it it's grown me and um, allowed me to connect also I think with God in a, in a different way and in a deeper way so um, yeah really appreciative that I have a community that I um, even though I'm hearing this stuff in the media actually I can say right well this is my this is my platform this is my part of the world that I can affect that I can shape um, so yeah we're going to leave it there though um, thank you, John, so much for, you. Um, yeah, for sharing.